You are listening to Press Church Podcasts. Please enjoy this week's message. I got saved at 26 years old. Um, I was raised around a family of Christian, but no one ever talked about Jesus. Everybody said God. Everybody said God. Everybody said God. Nothing wrong with that, but the only way to God is through Him. All right, and um, one thing God did is He restored what He put in at the beginning back in place through Jesus. That's real hard to get if you don't understand some things. So that's what I do anytime I get an opportunity to speak. I speak in a way that I can give to you nuggets that really help my life so that you don't have to walk. I'll be 46 this year. So you can add up my salvation years. Um, You'll be able to get further quicker than I did. And that's the same thing Jeremiah wants. That's the same thing any preacher, teacher, pastor, apostle, prophet um, wants to happen. But uh, before we start today, I do want to lift them up. Um, Jeremiah, Maddie, man, they're they're, um, our spiritual leaders. Um, They're our guides right now along with the Holy Spirit, and I do believe that what he says, um, he really means and he really wants to change your life. Um, I believe Maddie, she has got a, not a voice of an angel, she's got a voice from God. There is a difference because they're below us. They're our servants. They're ministering spirits. There's words that are in the Bible that are misused. Um, It says he made us a little little lower than the, the word's angels, but go look up the true root word. The true word is Elohim, a little lower than him, God. Because remember, we're made in his images. His image, they were never made in his image. All right, those are really big statements. I'll say them, I'll stand on them. They are in there and I believe it. Um, But, man, when they come together, they're this dynamic duo. And uh, I just, I thank the Lord that they're here. I thank uh, Jim and and Miss Karen for for their their offspring. And and I don't know Jeremiah's family. But anyway, um, I do want to lift them up. Um, I also want to speak about giving. Because I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm a giver. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Also, um, offering and tithe is not the same thing. I want to say something real quick. Most people think that tithing is gone. It's over with because of the law. That's actually not true. Remember the law came how many years after Abraham? Anybody know? 400 and how many years? 30? Anyway, let's don't worry about that. Let's just worry about this. It did come after the law. Um, it come after Moses, rather. Now, Genesis, and Gen- I'm going to read a scripture, because I believe Jeremiah likes to read a scripture, but y'all remember Abraham, right? Um, in the New Covenant, the New Testament, we understand and believe that we're blessed with faithful Abraham, right? We've received the promise given to who? Abraham, right? Okay, so in, in 26... Um, God's telling Isaac about this covenant, and he's actually telling him to go where the famine's at. Hey, stay there. I'm going to bless you through it. But anyway, I want to read the scripture in um, in verse uh, 5. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, listen to this, guys, kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Moses ain't even on the scene yet. How are God's laws, how are God's commandments, his statutes in place? Didn't Abraham pay tithe? He did, he did, 10%. And I'll tell you something down the road, um, maybe I'll get to teach here or not. Jeremiah may jump into it, but I believe a tithe is a tax in the kingdom of heaven. 
Um, it's really easy to understand once you can get the gist of the Bible. If you can look at this Bible as a, as a kingdom book. Now, when I say that, I want you to know something. There is the kingdom of heaven, which is only in the book of Matthew. I didn't know if y'all knew that or not. Then there's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is the place that the will of God is practiced. That's big now. Okay, the kingdom of heaven is this area, and the kingdom of God is a, applying something, giving, um, offerings, tithe. Again, like I said, each of their own. Just please don't forget about it. Um, our, our scripture gives us a lot, of, a lot of usage of why we give, what it's for. Um, your house don't run without money, right? <laughs> Light bills and all those things. But anyway, um, I would like to go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Uh, Father, I thank you first for my brothers and sisters here. Lord, your word uh, has laws and principles in it that I believe are not hidden, but they're given to us teachers, us leaders, to instruct those that are coming in, Father, those that can uh, start learning as children to change their minds, to truly, the word, repent, to change the way we think. And, Father, start thinking your way. Uh, Lord, to... to, to be blessings, to be lights wherever we go. Uh, Father, we can go in darkness. It doesn't matter. It should never shape us nor define us, but you have. Father, there is another one in the fire. Even though we go in the fire, so what? We won't get burnt. You're there with us. We trust and believe these things. And Father, as we meet now, we glorify you. We worship you. We thank you for Jeremiah and Maddie. We thank you for the new baby on the way, Father. For I know Noah and the little one there, they're going to be so, uh, so used in the kingdom. Father, for they have such examples set before them, as we also do too. But Lord, we can also be examples. We don't have to let somebody be a pastor or a worship leader, but we can be a servant. We can be a son. We can be a leader. We can be a giver. We can be a teacher. We can be someone that speaks life into people, Father. No matter where we're at, we carry your kingdom and we express your kingdom wherever we go. Father, now speak through me. May I not run people off. And Lord, let it be your will um, that your word comes from me and your word only your ways in Jesus' holy name. Thank you. Um, what I want to teach on is the kingdom. Now, I want to tell y'all all something. Um, y'all, how many of y'all don't answer this question nor raise your hand? How many of y'all don't think you can teach? Don't think that you have the ability to share something? Well, okay, I want to give you one nugget. Remember, I told you one thing I want to do is I want to give you anything and everything that helped me out to get to where I'm at. I am rusty at speaking because I don't speak much at all. I work um, like most of y'all, um, but when I'm called, I'll do that thing. Trip, stumble, fall, whatever to make me. It'll make me better. Um, but I want y'all to understand that whatever you're going through at that time, whatever moment you're in, as long as you're in the Word and you're talking to the Lord, there's a lesson in there that someone else will need from you. Um, and so you will be able to teach. You will be able to help that person. Um, somewhere down the line. You just got to believe those things. So, yeah, you can teach. But the last time I was here, I taught on uh, three things. I taught on knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Three things in the Bible. Um, in, um, in Proverbs 
chapter 4, I'm sorry, let's go to Psalm first. Let's go to Psalms, I'm sorry. Psalms 1, 38, verse 2, I believe. Isn't that right, Damien? I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Now, I want you to know something. This is how important God's word is to him, okay? Um, We can define, we can say, we can do all kind of weird things, but really one thing to remember, God's word is so important. He said, hey, guys, it's above me. When I speak, it's that important. So we want to make sure anything and everything that we do and we bring, we bring the word, but we also bring it spiritually. Okay, we bring it from a frame that's going to help people, that's going to build people up and encourage people. Um, So in the kingdom, I want you to understand something. When people say the kingdom... They do need to understand, because I hear it a lot, and I never heard it explained before. The kingdom is the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Are they the same? No, they're not. Because I can show in Scripture, and you can see yourself, that the kingdom is a place of entrance, um, the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is an act or an action or a deed or a work performed in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it's real simple, so when you go back through the word, and that's what I want to do, I want to teach you some things about the word today. But the three things that I was with you before that I taught, I wanted you to understand there was two out of the three I could give you. Two out of the three you can give anybody in that world. All right, But the, there's one that they have to take and they have to do themselves. So the three were, were, were knowledge, were understanding, and were wisdom. All right, let's go to our next scripture in Proverbs chapter 4. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Now, real quick, before we move on into this, wisdom is what? Application. Okay, so, so wisdom is when you take something that's been given to you, which is called knowledge, and you learn about how that knowledge works then you, that person, those are the two things we can give anybody, knowledge and understanding. But it takes them to apply those two things and wisdom in the box over there I type. Um, Speaking a word to someone, laying hands on the sick. Application is when we take God's word and we apply it, and there it goes, it's wisdom. So, so we can understand that in all you're getting, there's one thing you want to get. Well, in my walk of 20 years, this is the truest statement I can teach you right here. Um, I will not be weird. Y'all get around me. I used to be real funny, real, joke, real jokingly and all those things. And that's fine. That's fun. But now my life's changed. I'm so big about this right here. I want to make sure that anything I do is not weird anymore, is trustworthy, I have integrity, that when I speak to you, you call me, you know, you understand that, wow, Tommy just said something that can change my life if I apply it. And the same I believe with any person that stands up here or any other person that you go out into this world you're going to witness to. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. There's a challenge in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians that, that people take and pull stuff out, okay? I'm fixing to address something. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. What does knowledge do, guys? It puffs up, okay? You ever been around the water cooler at work and you can't... When you get done with a story, somebody's always going to do what? 
They're going to one-up you, right? They're going to one-up. They're going to tell you something that they've done better, bigger, larger. It don't matter. Done it more times, harder, higher, taller. It doesn't matter. So knowledge is going to do one thing. It's going to puff you up. Now, the thing about knowledge, um, Paul and Jesus and God, Solomon, all the men of God, they, they talk about knowledge, but they guide you away from just knowledge. They move you into a place of understanding. And they want you to get to this place to where you walk in what's called wisdom. And again, we understood last time I talked, wisdom was when you took knowledge and understanding and you yourself bring them together. So let's go to the next scripture in James. All right, James 1, uh, 5 through 8. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to you liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, real quick, I want you to know something. When Abraham obeyed in tithing, I said something about laws and commandments. In this earth, God built inherent laws. Y'all know what that means? Anybody? I tell you what, inherit. It means it's built into a thing. It's already put in it what needs to be so that it works completely in and of itself. Now, that's real big. In other words, if I walk out off of here, will I continue that same height? What happened? Gravity. God built gravity into the earth so that it's in it no matter what you say, do. If you don't have a knowledge of it or an understanding of it and you don't use wisdom, you'll walk off a cliff and do what? <whistles> die. That's right. You could die. So, so we understand that, um, that wisdom... If we lack it, uh, we can ask God, but, but we need to be told that we need to do this. At, from a leader's perspective, we need to say, guys, if you don't know some things, if you don't understand some things, let's go to God who's going to give it to you. Now, he's going to give it to you liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to you. It will be given to him. Next, next verse. But let him ask in faith. Remember what faith is, right? You believe, even though you don't see it, you believe in it, right? Okay? N with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Now, I want you to know something real quick. I quit school. I was uneducated. Bar none. Could not really read at all. Got picked at sixth grade and turned me against reading. I never read a book in school. Not one. Never did a book report. I quit school, like I said. But I never read a book until this came along. And I started reading the Bible. I could not read, but now I, got, I can read really fluently through the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit helping me out. But no, I'm one of those guys that when I say I could not read, I could not read. I had to write something down, and the teacher called me to write, to speak it, and I couldn't read it. And they laughed at me, picked at me. You can't read your own writing? No, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't even really know what I wrote down. But it's okay. Um, let's go to the next verse. For let not that man, the man which man? The man that doubted. Watch that now. Suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Here it goes. Next verse. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, here's what a double-minded man is, because if you keep on going reading, it's someone that says, okay, I'm going this way, but really I want to go that way. You remember Lot's wife? The same thing happened. She was double-minded, right? She was going to be saved, but she didn't really want to be saved. So she looked back, got turned. Um... So, so, so what a double-minded man is, is you may say something, but I can sit back and watch and you'll do something else, right? So, so what he's saying is, 
if you really want wisdom, if you really want these things, you have to go forward in it. You have to. No one can make you do Please, and, and this, this helps out with understanding anything, tithing, prayer, giving, all these things that are in the Word of God. We take things, we move them, we apply them. And we, we say this is the key, is confession. That's what's in the heart is what comes out of the mouth. Okay, so that's the key. The key is once you get it in your mouth, in your heart, then you can start speaking it because you truly do believe it. Okay, now, um, so, so we've moved to that point, and I just wanted to, co- to cover those things because, see, I want you to know something. I am putting it in your lap because people have told me over the 20 years, wow, I wish I could be like you. You know what I do every morning? I get up and get in the Word every morning. I may not read a lot. I may just read a little bit. I pray. I ask the Holy Spirit. I ask the Holy Spirit to help me. Um, I ask him to teach me because Jesus said there's one coming after me that, that, that you need him to come. It's better for you that I leave that he may come. When he comes, he's going to teach you all things. And there's scripture about having communion with him. Um, so, so I talk to the Holy Spirit. I get up. I do. So, so it's up to every person to do the same thing. That goes back to the three things. I can give you two of them. But it's up to you to be the third. Okay, it's up to you. Um, So what I want to do is I want to jump into something called context. I want to read a definition. The circumstances that form the setting of an event, statement, or idea, and in terms of which it can be fully understood and assessed. So in other words, what I'm going to go after, y'all will see it, I'm going to say something about a couple of scriptures. And I'm going to make sure you understand that you can take them out of context and they get taken out of context all the time. That means they get misused. That means we're double-minded whenever that's going on. That means the promise attached, the truth about it, we really don't know it. Okay, I'm not saying all of us here. I'm just saying in the world in general, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, the purpose of teachers, leaders, pastors, evangelists, prophets, and, and all these things are the building up of the, of the body, right? It's to grow each other's up. Y'all may not like hearing me, but the word coming out of me you love because it's the word of God. I won't speak in and of myself. So um, one of the things I want to talk about is John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. Can anybody quote it? Yeah, yeah, we know that, right? Okay, so, so there's, a, there's a part in there. It says that the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and to destroy. Now, do not answer this, but in your head. Who do we use this for? The devil, okay? We use it for the devil. Is it for the devil? Hmm. The thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy, I'm come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. Now, I want to take you to something. In context, you cannot just pull that scripture out and apply it anywhere. You can't. Because Jesus used it in a certain way and in a certain place, and if it's not in that way in that place, it's misused. Okay, so um, let's go to John 10, 6. Jesus used this illustration but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Okay, that's a parable. Uh, this is New King James. I really ain't used to it. I'll deal with it. I'm sorry, y'all. But anyway, so, so Jesus used a parable, and they could not understand it. Who? Who did he use it on? 
Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Remember one thing. He always made known the Scripture to the disciples. Let's go to the next one. Matthew 13. Now, this, was, this is off the end of whenever Jesus is teaching about the parable of the sower. There's four soils. The seed is, uh, if you go look, it's really about the kingdom of God, really, the kingdom of heaven, if you go look at it. Okay, he says to them, he says um, these things, and at the end the disciples come, and the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Flip it. He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you, who? The disciples, okay, to know the mysteries of the what? Kingdom of heaven. You reckon that's what he was talking about in the sower? If you go back and look, it is. It ain't talking about just the word. It ain't. I know I was taught that your words mean something, and they do, but it's what's in here is what means something. And Jesus was trying to get the understanding of the kingdom philosophy, the kingdom knowledge, and the kingdom idea in you. But to them, it has not been given. Now, who is he talking to? Bam, somebody said it. Pharisees, good job, good job. Hold on now. So now, we understand that he was talking in a parable, and they, anybody but the disciples, could not understand it. All right, let's go to the next one here. You have to start at this next verse before you can go to John 10, 10. Did y'all know that? That is real weird, right? Like That's like three chapters previous. That's, that is John chapter 7, verse 14. Why do I go to that verse? Because when you read the Bible, how many read in chapters, let's say, or how many read in devotions? The dangerous thing about that, most people made devotions, they're good, and man put chapters in position. Right? Okay? I'm not knocking that. That's a good thing in a way. But it will guide you and lead you and direct you away from the true meanings of the stories that are in place. Who was given to us as a guide? The Holy Spirit. Who was the one that was given to us to lead us? The Holy Spirit. So we need to be careful and make sure who's doing the leading, who's doing the guiding. And all I'm doing again now, I'm giving y'all something that'll cut y'all out of 20 years. I want y'all to have miracle grow on you. All right, I, I didn't have a lot of that. I didn't really know. Matter of fact, I went backwards a lot. I was in, going through a lot of droughts at times. So now, about the middle of the feast, Jesus went into, up into the temple and taught. You go look and see when Jesus went into a place, and then I want you to see something. Always see when he comes out of it. Matthew 24. That's the most uh, decorated passage on the end times. Go look at it. He comes out of the temple. Go look and see when he went in the temple. Three chapters previously. All of that's dealing with one subject. You need to go look at it. It's really good. And we won't walk around here and, and pronounce hell and destruction on everybody. All right, so let's go to the next one is John 7, 25. I'm just going to skim through here. Now some of them from Jerusalem said, Is this not he whom they seek to what? What did John 10, 10 say? To come, to steal, kill, and to destroy. Wait a second, who's he talking about? Well, he went into the temple, so guess who's at the temple? The Pharisees, right? Let's go to the next verses. Uh, 43 through 53. Now I'm going to read these a little, little. All right. So there was a division, wow, destruction, among the people because of him. Now some of them wanted to take him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the officers came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, 
Who have you brought, not brought? I'm sorry, why have you not brought him? Meaning Jesus, right? They didn't lay hands on him. They were going to go get him, and they were going to take him, and they were going to do what to him? They were going to kill him. Okay, come on. The officers answered, no man ever spoke like this man. Hit it. Then the Pharisees answered them, are you also deceived? Hmm, you reckon it's talking about the devil all the time? Or do we use it wrong? Do we put power in a place where really there ain't no power? Because Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, he says, All power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. <gasps> oh, my Lord. See, anyway, um, hit the next one. Have, you, have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed in him? Nicodemus, he who came to Jesus by night, being one of them, said to him, said to them rather, but this crowd, oh, sorry, you got me a good one. Uh, but, but this crowd that does not know the law is, you're not one of us, guys, right? Most denominations, that's how I treat you, right? If you don't come to my church, you really ain't going to be the one. You're just saying that you're in the wrong place. You know, a lot of times, we'll shoot, they, got, they got the right, you know, stuff, but they got the wrong message. What about, do we got the wrong message? Do we carry the wrong message? Um, do we understand, do we apply things? Are we trying to be as religious as they were? Do people do these things? Well, you know, hey, they do. It's okay. We'll learn from it. Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? They answered and said to him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has risen, arisen out of Galilee. Now we understand why he's out of Galilee. All right? And everyone, this is so important right here. This is big. Watch this, y'all. Where'd they go? They went home, so the day was what? Over? Let's hit that next scripture. Now, y'all know, y'all know um, in the Gospel of John, this is where the woman gets uh, thrown down in front. In front of him. Watch when it happens and, and right after uh, an event, they went home. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning, he came again where to? To the temple. So he's still at the same place. We're still during the same project, the same setting, everything, the environment, everything is still the same. All right? Now, and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. Now, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm building at. I'm building at a place that I want you to understand something. If you don't see what's going on, who's in the mix, we'll take a scripture and use it all over the place and hope it fits. Instead of it truly being where it needs to be at. All right? So, so let's, go to the next, uh, let's go to the next scripture. This is, jumps down to 59. We, we know most of that in there. That's about the truth makes you free. And They wanted to kill Jesus. Jesus actually said, y'all want to kill me. He's actually said that openly in that section. Now, then they took up stones. I know y'all don't mind this because this is the Bible, all this reading I'm doing because all of us as Christians, this is what we love to do, right? I, I, I know I ain't trying to be facetious. Um, then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself... You see what they were going to do to him, right? They were going to stone him. They were going, they were going to go ahead and kill him. He hid himself, went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by John 8, 59. Now we're going to jump over to the next chapter. We still ain't stopped the story. All right, we started in chapter 7, 
But now we're in chapter 9. The story really still hasn't stopped. Wait until the next one. I got one more. Um, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, we understand Jesus gives life, and he gives it more, but more abundantly, right? And wherever he goes, he's going to bring life. Even though there's darkness, it don't, under, it don't matter to the darkness. It matters to him what he's carrying. I'm carrying life in the darkness, and I'm going to bring life in that place. Even if the darkness doesn't comprehend it, right? That's what the Bible says in there. All right, so let's go to the next one. Now, John 9, 13, they brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now, here's what Jesus was talking about back there. He actually healed a blind man. And y'all know there's seven miracles that, that says that he's the Messiah. That was one of them, to heal somebody of blindness that was born from uh, uh, born and blind from birth. That's one of the Messiah miracles. That's really neat stuff to get in there and study. So, let's go on. Now, 9.22, his parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed, watch this, that he was Christ, he would put, be put out of the, I'm going to kick you out of my church. See, the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Who are we talking about so far? Hmm. All right, let's go to the next one. Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. Now I want you to know something. That was the blind man. They were talking to him. The parents were so scared they wouldn't even say who did it. They didn't know. Hey, he was born blind. We know that. He was blind. Now he sees. We know that. But look here. Y'all go ask him. They don't want to get kicked out of church. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, we know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he's from. The man answered and said to them, Why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eyes. Now, we know that God does not hear sinners. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to throw this at you. I'm going to call you something. Y'all know none of y'all sinners no more, right? What did Jesus die for? Did he, did he miss any of them? I had a guy said, Oh, yeah, he missed one. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Go ahead. This all works. Since the world began, it's been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. Now, that is one of the messianic miracles. Y'all do need to check into them because you need to have them under your belt to know and to understand the things Jesus had did. All right. Jump to 40. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? What we got next? We still there on that one? Okay. Now, so what I want you to understand is when you go in there and you read, you got to go and you, when you see John 10.10, 10, you go back to John 10.6, I believe it was, um, and, and he says Jesus spoke a parable unto them. Who was he hanging around? Who was he having trouble with? The Pharisees. And in that parable, the parable is John 10.10. 10. Did y'all know that? Anybody ever know that? No. So we need to understand Scripture, why it's there, what it's about, what it means. Before we jump out of here, go get mad or jump over there, go get mad. We church hopping, we talking about people because the number one parameter we're given in James chapter 3 it says, with this thing, we praise God and curse those that are made in His image. That's real big, guys. 
I mean, that means something. This is really important. It's a double-minded standard is what James is talking about. So now, I have another one in Matthew, and I'm actually going to stop with, with this when we go through. Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock will I build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Now, real quick, um, there's denominations built on this verse, uh, Peter being um, the rock. Actually, if you go look, there's Petros and there's Petra. There's two different words used. Petra is the cliff, the mountain, the rock. Uh, Peter's a stone. You go look it up, it's a, it's a stone in the true Greek of what it is. So Peter is not who God built the church on. The church was built on something else. Um, let's go to Matthew 8, oh, what is it, Matthew 16, the next one here, uh, 5. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Now real quick, this goes back so many, so many chapters. We're at 16. He's at 16.5. We're going to go through 8. Now, he's talking about bread. What in the world, Tommy, are you doing going to bread? Go to the next one. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Real quick, what is leaven? Anybody know is yeast, right, that you put in what? Okay, you put in dough, and it'll make, when you cook the dough, it'll change the outcome of it. It'll change the form, the shape, the outcome of it. Matter of fact, um, we understand there's a kingdom of heaven is like a woman that hides three measures of leaven in the lump. That when it's done, the whole lump is affected. It's talking about us, the new leaven, the new teaching, the new doctrine, going out into the world and changing. That's what all that's about. But anyway... Let's go to the next one. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Now, real quick, y'all know where we're at? The feeding of the 4,000 just occurred. Um, if you go through there and read, Jesus validates both of them because the feeding of the 5,000 is in all four gospel books. The feeding of the 4,000 is only in two gospel books, Matthew and Mark. So... If you question and people do these things, you can go look. Jesus validates. Jesus validates the book of Moses, all five books of the Pentateuch. He validates uh, the Psalms. He validates all the prophets. He does all these things. It's really neat. It's in the Bible. Um, and again, I may sound like a biblical nerd, but I'm 20 years of something trying to pour out into y'all, so y'all have it in a few minutes, hopefully. Um, so now, Jesus is, is fixing to start talking here. Um, they reason, they're, all right, we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, he said to them, you of little faith. In other words, we just fed 5,000 and we just fed 4,000. What if you don't bring any bread? Some little boy is going to walk by with a basket. That's what he's talking about. He's not beating them up. He's not cursing them and not condemning them. But anyway, why do you reason among yourself? Because you have brought no bread. Let's see where we have to go now. You have to start here. Now, before... I would read maybe chapter 16. I stopped that a long time ago. I would read events and stories, starting points, ending points. I didn't know this. If I'd listened in school, I probably would. I'm sorry, my English teacher. I'm so sorry. Um, but anyway, now I'm starting to see and understand how this, how this is put together, what's going on, how Jesus ties things together. So it started in Matthew 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there. See, 
there was a story just ended. By boat to a deserted place, by himself. Now, y'all know what just happened? The beheading of John. So Jesus, he just wanted to get away. It hurt him. Um, he was uh, troubled. He wanted to go to a deserted place. But you know his ministry, it never stopped. He went to a deserted place, but when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. Now, right here is where the feeding of the 5,000 is fixing to happen. Go ahead and hit the next verse. But we're going to try to jump past it. Now, those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Now, real quick, what is the subject of the conversation right now? What? What's the subject? Food. You want me to hurry up and hush so y'all can get to y'all's. Hit the next one. Okay. Why do your disciples transgress the traditions of elders? Wait a second. Wait a second. Why do your disciples transgress what? The tradition. Who built them in place? Who put those in place? We need to look at some things when we read the Bible, make sure we're not following after tradition. It's, it's not God's way. And who's it from? Grandma, Grandpa, you know that's the way they did it. That's the way we need to do it. That's the way it ought to be done. That right there is the way we ought to do it. For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. Remember back at the other verse, the, uh, chapter 16, we were talking about some bread. We were talking about uh, Peter and some things. Anyway, let's go ahead to the next one. Now, he answered and said to them, Why do you also, watch this, you talk about traditions, I'm talking about something else. Transgress the commandment of God because of your traditions. Remember what stops the Word of God? Traditions of men. Why wasn't it the devil mentioned in that? Hmm. Makes you look at Scripture different. Makes you stop giving somebody power which ain't got no power. He ain't got none. He was never labeled king by God, but who makes him a king? Hmm. Who gives him a kingdom? See, you were created for a position. That there was created for coffee. If I stop putting coffee in it, is it still a coffee cup? Yep. But is it serving its purpose, its life-given reason for being? No. Does it change? Who created it? So it'll always be what I say it'll be. If you move from position, I can't help that. You've lost everything that goes with position. Even though you're not in position no more, how can you come over here and get power that I never gave you to get? Oh, my Lord, this is... Man, this thing's good, y'all. It's so good. It's so easy, too. Uh, well, Andrew Womack says something. He says, you have to have somebody to help you mess it up. And that's true. You know, he, he don't say the devil in it, but anyway, let's get to the next one. All right. Then Peter answered and said to him, explain this... Parable to us. We had another parable. So who can only understand the parables? The disciples. The disciples. I want to give y'all a challenge. The Beatitudes. Who did he tell that to? Don't answer that. Y'all ought to go back and look. He saw the multitude climbed up to a mountain. His disciples came and sat and he, he taught them. The Beatitudes weren't taught to everybody. Go back and look at the verses and you'll see it. It's the keys that how we walk and we give to people and we walk in the principles and the laws and the statutes and the things of God. That's what it's all about. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Uh, so Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Hit it. We're fixing to be done here. Do you not yet understand what, uh, that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? So what we're still talking about, we're still talking about food. Hit it. 
But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Unless you're double-minded. You're double-minded. We'll say some things, but when we get in a real place, when it's real deal, sickness. I tell you what sickness. If you cannot see past sickness, you'll die there. It'll kill you. Because it's already defined your future vision, your imagination. We need to see growing up with the grandkids. We need to see going and watching them graduate. I need to see me and Mama going on a cruise from Alaska down to Panama, coming around to Florida, maybe stopping off at Fort Lauderdale or something. Anyway, um, so let's go to the next. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread. Now we jump to another spot. The woman comes in. Her daughter's vexed to the devil. And he said, I don't need to give the children's bread. Now, people say, well, that's healing. Mm -hmm. That's a piece of the kingdom of heaven. The children's bread is the truth of God's kingdom on earth. The freedom, everything Jesus spoke, everything he delivered. We take the word of God, man, y'all, and we pull out, and we use what we want to use in our spitball machine. All right, let's hit the next one. Now, those who ate were 4,000, so then it jumps over. Guess what he's still talking about? Don't this make a whole lot more sense when you read the Bible? You can see I just covered three chapters. Now we're still talking about food. 14, 15, and 16. Hit the next one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. I'm going to stop right there because I want you to know something. Who's creator? Okay, so if God's creator and we are created, do you reckon he has a purpose for each individual one, each individual thing? And that we may be the only thing he's ever created besides Satan that has removed itself from its genuine purpose. So when we leave here today, uh, y'all go about your day. Think about the words you speak. Think about the scriptures you dwell on. Think about how they're used, where they're used. Think about, you know, you cannot make anybody do anything. But you can be passionate about where you're at. And I know y'all see that in me. Um, I love y'all guys. Uh, anybody need anything after the sermon, through the week, y'all please, I'll give my phone number out to anybody um, so that if you get it, you call me, ask me with questions. I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to give you the answers that that's given to me. If I don't know them, I'll say, man, I don't know that yet. But I'm going to give you the way that I've seen it in the Word and the way it is. Um, guys, um, as we go, do be lights. Uh, do be difference makers. Don't focus on things that we shouldn't focus. Jesus didn't. He focused on God's will. The thing. I, well, if I'm here next Sunday, I'm going to continue this on. Uh, but anyway, I thank y'all for coming. If y'all wouldn't mind, I'd like to uh, pray us out of here. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your truth. Father, I thank you that we can be like Abel. We can give out of what you give us. Your word, finances love, all your attributes, joy. People can look and say, man, y'all weird. What's going on? But Lord, it's because you're in us. You're with us. Your ways are learnt and walked in. I thank you, Father, for your love, your grace. I thank you for our pastor and his family. And we speak life blessings and just purpose all over them. But Father, not just them. You're not a respecter of persons. You have a plan for all of us. May we find that that's in our heart and let's renew our minds to that. Your word, Father, which you've wrote in our hearts, that we can renew our minds, that we can understand. Thank you for our brothers and sisters that, that led us in worship, Father, that bring us to that special place of communion with you. As we go now, 
We pray, Father, for those to be setting forth, Holy Spirit, the ones that we meet, that you give us the words to speak because they're your gifts, but you're in us, and I want to release them. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.